This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 6th Sunday of Easter, the 21st of May. The general election debate has well and truly kicked off this week with the publication of manifestos and with only a few short weeks now for us to make the very difficult decision about which team we're going to vote for. You may smile, but taking our civic responsibility seriously is one of the duties Christians have by our inhabiting of the world, this earthly city here. Because everything we do in the earthly city has a direct relation to what happens in the heavenly city. We pray daily that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This means we take seriously our role of fostering life here on earth so that the glory and the face of God will be made more clearly visible to mankind. To understand what is at stake means to acknowledge where the world and society is at the present time. Two dangerous ideologies are battling for power in our world today, just as in the 20th century the two ideologies that were battling for our attention were fascism and communism, today it is fundamentalism and secularism. Fundamentalism is religion without reason. It's what today breeds fanaticism, violence and terrorism, and is responsible for the divisions that lead to the wars we see raging at the present time and the persecution of peoples of faith. The second ideology is secularism, which is life and reason without faith or religion, without God. Secularism tries to nudge faith and religion out of public life, which we see happening overtly today. In practical terms, secularism is hell-bent on burying the Christian patrimony of our land by changing language, the way we express our faith, and even what we wear. So, banning of Christian symbols, rubbishing Christian lifestyles, forbidding Christian teaching. Fundamentalism and secularism are both totalitarian because they are destructive of the human person by restricting freedom, happiness and a healthy society. The lethal consequences of these philosophies of life are, as we've seen, a lack of respect for life, the unborn, the handicapped, the elderly and the dying. Part of the Easter faith of the Church must surely be the enthusiasm with which we rise to the challenge, to roll back the agenda. Practically, we have to go back to the basics. That means ensuring the Christian heritage of our land is preserved and communicated in schools, in the home, in social life, through a knowledge of the Bible, knowing the simple accounts of the, of the story of salvation, basic prayers, the Christian history of Britain and of our saints, and our Christian art, architecture and music. So much of what has been the reason that's made our country so great and has been nurtured by our tradition. So when it comes to the election in three weeks' time, we Catholics should consider first and foremost how the candidates will protect and promote what we believe. In particular, we should find out what they believe about 
the sacred dignity of human life, from natural conception to natural death? Will they oppose moves to liberalise the abortion laws, to extend embryo experimentation and to legalise assisted suicide and euthanasia? How will they support families, traditional family life and family values? How will they build up community, foster philanthropy and support charity? How will they help the homeless? How will they improve the care of the mentally ill? How will they give greater support to the lowest earners, to the sick, to the disabled, to the dying? How will they care better for the environment, promoting a purer, simpler lifestyle? How will they foster peace, justice and development abroad, whilst encouraging our government to stand up for Christians who are being persecuted in places like Syria and Egypt? All of this is faith lived out in daily life, and we are called to make this difference. Anyone who listens to our Holy Father, Pope Francis, knows that what he is calling us to is a return to basics, to the simple truths of the Gospel and the Christian faith. Sometimes he does this in a direct and disarming way, challenging us to live in Christ in terms which are often disarmingly uncomfortable. But that is the role of a prophet, that is the role of Peter, of the Pope, to make us sometimes feel uncomfortable, to shake us out of complacency and lives of mediocrity, which would be to stifle the breath of the Holy Spirit within us. This is what our Lord is speaking of in the Gospel, that long discourse which he made at the Last Supper, where he tells us that we are called into intimacy with God himself. So as we prepare for the celebration of the ascension of our Lord into heaven next weekend and Pentecost in two weeks, we think even more of the heaven that awaits us. There's no more basic truth than the fact that we have been created by God so as to live with him one day in heaven. May Mary, by her continual maternal care, draw us believers, believers in Jesus Christ, her Son, to an ever deeper appreciation of the joy of believing. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, that we may celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy which we keep in honour of the risen Lord, and that what we relive in remembrance we may also hold to in what we do. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.